0: Made for autistic people, parents, and carers of kids on the autism spectrum. This is a different brilliant with Orion Kelly. No two autistic people are the same. Open conversations that inform and engage. Is a better place for autistic. An people. aspect podcast focusing on the strengths, interests, and aspirations of the autistic community. Welcome to a different brilliant. Thank you so much for listening and welcome to A Different Brilliant. I'm your host, Orion Kelly, and I'm autistic. My purpose is to inspire, inform and entertain you through focusing on the strengths, interests and aspirations of the autistic community. A Different Brilliant with Orion Kelly. On this episode, we are exploring the topic of hidden disabilities and the Sunflower Lanyard Scheme. My guests are Sunflowers in Sydney ambassadors, Rebecca Street and Michael Ward. Rebecca and Michael, thank you for joining me. Well, thank
1: you for having us. It's a pleasure to be here.
2: Thanks for having us, Orion. It's very exciting to be here.
0: It's great to talk to you guys about hidden disability and Sunflower Lanyard. I've done some podcasts and youtube videos on this i think it's fantastic and okay the idea of hidden disabilities let's i guess for people listening talk about what are hidden disabilities and and why is autism considered a, a hidden disability all right
1: well a hidden disability could basically be summarized as a disability that cannot be visually seen we all know that you have visually known disabilities for example someone who sadly loses a limb or someone who doesn't have the ability to walk a hidden disability is a more complicated thing, particularly in relation to autism, because it's not something that can be seen, but it's something that affects a person's everyday life. With autism in particular, with my experience since I was diagnosed with having Asperger's at the age of five, for a long time, particularly when I was younger, I would have difficulties operating my everyday life. But Visually, there was nothing wrong with me, but yet there had to be changes implemented for me, particularly in education, in order for me to improve my life and make things a bit better. So a hidden disability, it's not something that's been addressed in the past because it's not something that can be seen. People can treat a problem, particularly if they can see it, but since, well, they can't see them, it's something that requires a lot more interest in treatment.
0: And, you know, what's really interesting is, I think too, from my experience... When it's hidden, people will just focus on strengths, right? And not challenges because I can't see any proof of challenges when it's hidden sometimes you get arguments people were going yeah Rob whatever autism hidden give me a break like you know and I agree sometimes there's nothing hidden about being autistic but I, I think a perfect example is a story that I, I read about you my friend at the concert in the line with the merchandise and taking too long to go through the merchandise things you wanted to pick and people behind you starting to tell you to you know, hurry up blah 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 because you look like just a normal dude right That it was, you know it was, your challenges were hidden so of course the idea of trying to get the right merchandise and make up your mind and process and wasn't there and therefore people were starting to just treat you badly regardless of who you were but clearly the, they were focusing on strengths not challenges
1: oh yes absolutely i mean that's going back a long time 20 years going to the rugrats concert shows how old i am <laughs> it's
0: <laughs> well, a great the- experience to share it's a great experience to share and it i think regardless of when it happened it's a great story To tell with regards to how it can be hidden. So I think you've done well with that. So well done, my friend. Let's let's move on to the next question. Now, Beck, with regards to the the hidden disabilities sunflower scheme what role does aspect play with the sunflower lanyard scheme so
2: the aspect autism friendly team has partnered with the hidden disability sunflower lanyard scheme to work with key cultural and sporting institutions in sydney and some of the things that we do is make inclusive adaptions to the environments develop helpful resources, train our staff in how to support people with hidden disabilities, develop inclusive events and initiatives. And part of what Mike and I are doing here today is to help spread the word and implement the Hidden Disabilities on Flower Lanyard Scheme.
0: And- how are you finding it? From your point of view, Becky, are you enjoying the connection? Are you finding organisations in Sydney know about it or are happy to get on board? I, mean, oh,
2: I, I can only speak for myself, but I can guess for Michael. We're having a blast. We love it. We get to present to some of the schools inside aspect. We've had really lovely feedback from the teachers. I'm making a lot of friends in the community via LinkedIn, people reaching out to me saying, you know, Oh, my daughter's thinking about wearing the lanyard. Can you tell me more about it? It's, so it's been a really wonderful experience. Yeah, and I know that
0: it's starting to infiltrate big codes, you know, like like footy. What about the Dragons? Don't tell me that St George haven't adopted it yet because they bloody well. Come on, Dragons, get onto it. Is that your team? It is, and they better get on it soon. <laughs> the Tigers are already on it, aren't they?
2: Yeah, so the West Tigers are on it. and um, Come on, Dragons. We, yeah, come on, Dragons. I, I'm not a sports ball person, but we, we did go to the Mardi Gras. And Which is amazing, isn't it? Which is amazing. Yeah. that
0: These big events, because these, these are world-class events.
2: Yeah. So that was really, really awesome to see. We had a small room at the Mardi Gras and it was just packed to the rafters with people needing a break or in various stages of meltdown and everyone used the space really well, quiet and friendly, so they were able to come in there and take 10 and have a rest during the Mardi Gras, which is obviously a very overstimulating, chaotic environment. Mm. And it was really awesome. We got feedback from people, you know, a mom and her daughter under five. They said to me, you know, this is the reason why we were actually able to come and attend the event. My daughter, you know, has sensory needs and she wouldn't have been able to come otherwise. And we had another woman in a wheelchair saying, this is awesome. This is the reason... Why I can stay longer today is because I can come in here and have a bit of a rest. So it's overwhelmingly positive feedback. And I'm really looking forward to more organizations adopting the sunflower lanyard scheme and quiet rooms.
0: Including the dragons, obviously. Now, also for those listening, <laughs> just to step back, just to step back one step, because some people don't know the level that obviously you guys are operating on. But at its most basic level, the hidden disabilities sunflower scheme that was started in, in Britain, I think, this is in essence a program where you can you can have a lanyard or wristband or whatever with the sunflower on it and it tells people that have been trained to look out for it one way or another you have a hidden disability and may require more options, assistance, attention. So I just wanted to put that out there because I think that's kind of more common knowledge than the rest. Now, why do you guys think it's so important to cultivate more inclusive environments in our community for autistic people?
2: Well, taking the Mardi Gras one as an example, having that quiet room there meant that I was actually able to attend the event for the first time because, you know, though I was going for work to volunteer, I had huge reservations about attending prior to knowing that we had the quiet room there. So, you know, I was volunteering and helping all of the people that came into the room on the evening, but I also utilised it myself. And different things that the Aspect Autism Friendly team do as well is, like, create visual stories so that covers things that might seem quite basic to some people but it's really essential for a lot of people with hidden disabilities is like the visual story will show a picture of the front gate and here's how you can get here you can catch the bus you can catch the train here are the routes quite specific details and I think it really goes a long way to access and inclusion in terms of more people with hidden disabilities accessing these events obviously I'm really passionate about it (laughs) And really, you know, it's
0: obviously important to cultivate these environments, but I guess from your point of view with regards to the sunflower scheme, it it is only just the starting point, isn't it? It's just the beginning, the idea of the sunflower and the lanyards. This is the starting point of a more inclusive society, right?
2: Yeah, absolutely. So I see the sunflower lanyard as a really great tool to promote awareness and it's a stepping stone to greater inclusion for people with hidden disabilities, I'd really love to see more organisations coming on board with the scheme and then displaying the sunflower in key locations such as the front window of their place. I think someone that does it really well is ACON with their You Are Welcome Here sticker. I would really love to see the sunflower being utilised alongside that sticker in the front window, at the front desk, in the bathroom, so that people who have a hidden disability and know of the sunflower lanyard know that they're welcome and safe in the space that they've entered without necessarily having to wear the lanyard themselves. And I just think that the Sunco Island Scheme is a great way for organisations to show that they accept and celebrate difference and when you're stepping into that space, you feel welcomed.
0: And what about some of the organisations that are already on board across the country? You've talked about Mardi Gras, but do you want to tell us a bit about some of the organisations that have already come on board?
2: Yeah, so quite a few people are jumping on board, some really exciting people. We've got the MCA, also the Australian Museum, the Art Gallery of New South Wales. We've got, of course, the original people that jumped on board with the airport so Sydney, Brisbane and Gold Coast Airport, Yarra Trams in Melbourne and very soon Transport New South Wales, which I think is really brilliant. At least for me, traveling, there's a lot of massive sensory stimulation in those environments. And that's that's the kind of environment where I might choose to use the sunflower just to let other people know that hey I'm a bit different. I might behave a bit differently. I might not want to take off my headphones. So it's, it's really brilliant that travel's jumping on board with it.
0: Now, also, the Sunflower Scheme obviously started Luton Airport in the UK. It assists people and their carers and partners travelling, obviously, be that airports or public transport. With regards to Sydney and, I guess, Australia and her local landscape, Michael, how, how do you think it does actually help a parent's carers, partners when traveling? Well, I think it
1: helps because a lot of families, particularly now that we're coming out of lockdown, they'll want to explore parts of the country since international travel is not exactly happening. Well, it's happening now, but not as many people are traveling as they used to. So people want to travel throughout the country. And for people with sensory issues, it can be very stressful, particularly with going through a busy airport, having Hat downs, being checked, scanned, things that people take for granted that someone with sensory issues might find great difficulty in. So wearing a lanyard like that and having a staff that's trained and understands that this lanyard is significant and important Means that they can treat people delicately, so that we're not going to have a situation where, say, someone feels really uncomfortable. Say you've got a someone with sensory issues, like an autistic boy or girl, has their headphones taken off and they're getting pat down. That could cause a pretty serious problem, particularly if it's handled very poorly, where it's just yanked off. And it could even cause a meltdown situation where they just can't take it anymore, particularly in a large area with so many people having to move in a very stressful environment. And even wearing it actually on a plane would actually be helpful. I, myself, when I was a kid, had a lot of sensory issues, particularly when a plane would take off because there would be changes in pressure and that would affect my hearing quite badly. And also descending was pretty bad going from somewhere where you're fairly comfortable high in the air to descend, which cause a whole lot of problems, particularly with hearing. I'd also like to point out that it, the sunflower program started at Gatwick Airport. I think you said loot, and just to keep everything Nice and correct, in case you want to re-record that.
0: No, I'd rather leave in your correction, to be honest with you, Michael, and that's what's going to happen. I'm going to have you correcting me on this podcast, okay? Okay,
1: I just don't want to seem like a bit of a jerk, that's all. You're not. You're not.
0: Actually,
2: it's it's Gatwick. You're not a jerk.
0: You're an autistic dude, okay? (laughs) This is what we're doing here. So chill out, my friend. I'm not offended in any way. The truth is the truth. Uh, But, Beck, do you ever hear people say to you, yeah, right, okay, cool, well, I'll get my kid to wear it and I'll wear it, but the people at the airport don't even look at us. or like, I mean, it must be hard for you to try and get this through to all the levels that are required to make this work, right?
2: Yep. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess that's part of our role, Ryan, is just to spread the message to as many people as possible, so I'll, I'll chat to anybody about it and just say, look, hey, this is great. For example, off the back of what Michael was saying, it's really handy for me. I wore it in a shopping centre the other day, and what it meant was that I didn't take my headphones off when I was talking to customer service people, and usually, like, the neurotypical expectation would be that you'd, you'd pop your headphones off and you have the conversation, but I just... I didn't want to do that. It was too loud in there. And so having the lanyard on really helped in that scenario. And I think it's just that like subtle indication that can be really useful. One thing that's important to me is I want people to know that just because we're wearing a lanyard, don't come up to us. Like four or five of your staff and infantilize us. So, wearing the lanyard, what I'm showing people is that I might behave a little bit differently than expected, such as I might not take my headphones off when we're having a conversation. I'm not trying to be rude, it's just really loud. So, I really I love the lanyard for that reason because it can indicate to people that you do, you might operate in a slightly different way, you might stim, you might not take off your headphones. So I think it's really important to have a symbol that is recognised for people to know, hey, this person might not act as expected, but it's okay and we're going to accept and welcome them.
0: I agree. It's there to empower, not to patronise, I think.
2: Yeah, absolutely. So what we're looking for is just a little bit more time, a little bit more understanding and patience and respect not to be babied by wearing the lanyard. I think that's really important as yep. it spreads more I want people to know probably I think training around what an active meltdown looks like and how to assist somebody in that state would be really helpful as well there's certainly times where I think that I, I would want help but a lot of the time I probably I'm just keen to get through the process in a stress-free sort of mode as possible and I think wearing the lanyard will hopefully help indicate that just that I might act a little bit differently and just to have respect, mutual respect of those differences is the aim for me.
0: Agreed. And I think, you know, the entire criminal justice system should be schooled in this too. I mean, even as an adult, let's say I'm wearing it in the car because I got pulled over, right? Just the idea that I could interact in a way that might make them feel uh, uncomfortable or suspicious or something. I and mean, if they're schooled in that, you know, there's better outcomes. And we know the outcomes that, that are there in the criminal justice system for people with different types of disabilities. So before we wrap up, though, uh, if there's an organisation, a business, any of those people listening that just want to check out some resources, anything to do with incorporating the Sunflower Scheme or access those autism-friendly resources. Where can they go and get these?
2: So there's a Sunflowers Australia New Zealand website, Bailey House. There is our autism-friendly page on the Autism Spectrum Australia website. And we also have a LinkedIn page, Aspect Autism Friendly, which I help run so you can hear about all of the different wonderful events and things that we've got coming up. And we also have an event calendar on the Autism Spectrum Australia website too.
0: Awesome. Hey, this has been a really great chat. I've really enjoyed talking about this. I think it's a really great initiative and an idea and it just incorporates people to get on board really and, and understand the differences. And thank you so much for your time, uh, Rebecca and Michael. I really appreciate it.
2: Thanks for having us, Ryan. It's been a pleasure. it
0: been a pleasure. Thanks for taking the time to listen to us. It's a, great, it's a great thing to be on this show. My guests on this episode were Sunflowers in Sydney ambassadors, Rebecca Street and Michael Ward. Hey, thank you so much for listening to A Different Brilliant. We really do appreciate it. Now, if the episode has resonated with you, please share it with your family and friends so we can reach more people. If you'd like to continue the conversation, just like the Aspect page on Facebook or visit autismspectrum.org.au. You're also welcome to send me a message via my website, orionkelly.com.au. A Different Brilliant is an Aspect podcast. Executive producers are Lisa Cassidy, Dr. Tom Tutton and Julie Fenwick. I'm Orion Kelly. Thanks for listening to A Different Brilliant with Orion Kelly. An Aspect podcast on the strengths, interests and aspirations of the autistic community. Our door is open anytime. So like the Aspect page on Facebook or visit autismspectrum.org.au. My aim, make the world a better place for autistic people.